0: Well today, I'm going to preach, or I'm going to share really. Um, Pastor Jake is is really a better preacher than I am, but I I do have something that I want to lay lay on you uh, as part of the series. The series, his series on God, love, and sex is over, but I'm going to tag one more on to it as far as uh, in a relationship element, in a relationship mode that um, is dear to my heart. And it's, it's really parts of different uh, things that I, that I teach at different opportunities that I get. But it's the kind of kernel essentials of, uh, of uh, the art of men and women communicating with each other, husbands and wives, um, and in a general application, men and women. Uh, God, in his humor and um, in his... Um, devious plan invented marriage, and um, he he wanted to create something where we would have great joy and where we would have great companionship and great blessing, um, but how many of you know that to accomplish the greatest blessings in life and, and oftentimes the greatest joys, it takes the greatest challenge and the greatest uh, uh, effort, the greatest in the kingdom of God, the greatest cooperation with god and 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 the Holy Spirit's help to accomplish it. well, uh, the art of communication between uh, I'll just say men and women, and then in that incubator called marriage, husband and wife, and um, if you'll if you'll listen real close and if you'll take uh, these uh, some of these things that I share with you home and look at your husband and look at your wife and say, um, is that true? Is that right? And there'll be some fine-tuning and adjustment you can do. And some of you have this, um, but, but many don't. So these are the things I'm going to share with you today um, addressing intimacy. Intimacy needs communication. It needs successful communication for intimacy to be there. And um, that's what we want in relationship. That's our goal, and that's what we're after. So I'm going to share three different aspects that are going to help you bridge the gap to intimacy and connection with your husband or with your wife. I won't keep you long today, but these are going to be important. So Heavenly Father, I I just thank you for the opportunity to share. And Holy Spirit, I ask you right now to prepare hearts to receive these seeds of information, Lord, and to weigh if there are things that can help them. And Father, that we can move forward, that we can display your glory, that we can display your your spirit and, and, and your purposes in our lives and through our marriages, Father. I thank you for um, um, what you've accomplished and what you've mandated. Help us, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33, um, if you've got a Bible or if it's up behind me, I don't know if it is or not. No. Nope. I didn't give them any slides, so it's not there. But I'm going to address challenge number one. Challenge number one is that men and women are different. Amen? I thought I'd get a bigger amen than that. (laughs) Men and women are different. (laughs) From each other. And they're also different on their own, too. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33 says this, Nevertheless... And it's, it's, on, it's on the tail end of some instruction Paul was giving about marriage. He says, "'Nevertheless, let each of you in particular "'so love his wife.'" Who's he talking to there? Husbands. Very good. "'So love his wife as himself, "'and let the wife see that she respects her husband.'" Now, we read the Bible, and sometimes we go past stuff so fast We don't even notice the subtle differences in things. But I want to point out to you that he didn't say the same thing. He didn't say husbands uh, love your wife and, and wives love your husbands. He didn't say that in this case, in this situation. And this verse unlocks a world of wisdom to understand for good communication. A fundamental difference between how men perceive acceptance and connection. Now, I, I, I sought my thesaurus in my brain quite hard to come up with the words that I wanted to use, and these are the words that I came up with. Acceptance and connection. Um, men perceive it differently than women perceive it, and it's hinted at in this verse. And it's it's a... Um, this is the hardest one. I started with the hardest one and they get easier as I go with the three. But it says, um, um, husbands love your wives and and women respect your husbands. So we're going to examine the difference here for just a few minutes. Women express, now, now listen, I know you're the exception. I know that this, you're different from this. I know you're going to say, oh, that's not me or how can he pigeonhole us? That's, that's really sexist. Well, whatever, okay? I'll, uh, I'll share it with you and you do with it what you want, okay? Typically, generally speaking, women express and receive connection or love through acts and expressions of affection. Through acts and express expressions of affection. Things like listening and Communicating and empathizing. And I'm saying it that way because I'm a man. And you'll see the contrast in a minute. You know, you want a man who will listen and you want a man who will empathize and you, will, you want a man who uh, will communicate. Ladies, can I get an amen? amen? Thank you. Praise the Lord. Now men express and receive connection through acts of respect. Things like doing and solving and providing. Those are words that describe the language of men. I mean, I I probably could have done a better job of that, but I'm a man, so I didn't think about it too long. Doing, (laughs) solving, and providing. Now, this isn't exclusively true, but generally true, and when each speaks in their own language, they often miss the target of the other person. When I speak my native language of solving and fixing and providing, as an expression of love to my wife, she's not hearing, listening, communicating, and empathizing. And oftentimes when my wife is is speaking words of listening and communicating and empathizing, I'm not hearing or feeling love because they're not words in terms of doing, solving, and providing. So this is a real challenge to, the title of my message, translate, to translate the languages. So let me give you an example, okay? So say, um, Deb and I, say I'm a snowplow driver, that's how I make, earn my living, uh, for the county. I drive one of those big snowplow trucks. And there's a big blizzard. And the blizzard, they warned us for two days, it's coming, and we know it's coming, and and it's a blizzard, and so I'm preparing. I, I get the truck ready. I get everything ready. And then the blizzard comes, and it's, it's early morning hours, and I have to get out, and I have to go. It's still blizzarding, but I have to go attack it because the, the vehicle's got to be moving on the road, and this is where my adrenaline's flowing because I'm going to solve and accomplish and conquer, right? and my wife she loves me so much she gets up and she makes me a sandwich in a bag and fills my thermos with hot coffee and she gets it gets it all ready and and we're getting ready to go and she says honey honey i love you so much don't go call in sick i want i want just don't go don't do it it's too dangerous they've called everybody off the roads honey don't go don't go don't go okay Stay home with me. What is she saying? What is she saying? I love you. I love you. I care about you. What, does, what do I hear? I'll just say me so I won't put it in here. What do I hear? No, that's not what I hear. I hear, I'm your mommy. I need to take care of you. <laughs> no. You'll get hurt. I need to protect you and keep you safe. Now, listen, that's if I don't accept her uh, good intentions. If I accept, accept her good intentions, that she means well and all those things, then I have to click my translator on, click my translator on, and hear, honey, I love you. Not, not, I'm worried that you're not capable of doing this amazing thing and so stay home so I can keep you safe. I hear I love you. If I click my translator on, if I don't click my translator on, I hear, I I don't hear my language of love. So what would my language of love be? Here, honey, here's your sandwich. Here, honey, here's your thermos. Now go out there and get it. Go out there and do it. Plow that road. Clear that snow. You're awesome. No one can clear snow like you. And come back to me. I'll be waiting right here. Now, man, oh Oh Can I get a Now, why is that? That's because we communicate and hear. Geared up for men, that's respect, that's honor. You have to to stretch your definition of respect a little bit, not stretch it out of shape, but understand what I'm saying when I mean respect. Uh, 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 Husbands want their wives to admire them. There's a a quote in the movie 300. You probably didn't watch it because it's not rated G. Um, But in the movie 300, Leonidas is getting ready to go to war against the Greek hordes and it's like sure death and the 300 are going to go and they're going to block this way and Leonidas' wife is out there in the flowing barley fields ready to say farewell and she's beautiful and he's handsome and chiseled and she <laughs> says to him, Honey, come back with your shield or on it. Oh, man, I almost cried when I saw that. <laughs> I almost cried. Come back with your shield or on it. I mean, she knew how to speak his language. It's the language of conquering. It's the language of I have confidence in you. It's the language that men here love. Now, Listen. Man, you are able to switch on your translator and hear love with, Leonidas, don't go. Stay here with me. Send the rest of them, but you stay here with me. (laughs) No, that would not have gone well. (laughs) This is really, this is really real stuff. This is really real stuff. When you get home, ask your husband. And some of them will say, no, honey, you're doing just fine. Tell me, Tell me to stay home. I want to stay home. But some of your husbands are going to say, man, that really, that really resonated with me. That really, that really hit the target with me. Well, on the flip side, for the women, uh, uh, let's, say, let's say it's Deb's birthday. And she has been mentioning to me again and again and again how that stupid vacuum cleaner won't work. It just doesn't work. Every time I get it, it doesn't work. And so I clean it out and I clean it out and it doesn't work. But her birthday's coming up. And I saw one. It was a really good one. Man, I'm getting a lot more activity from the women than I am the other way around. But here I am and I'm thinking, man, I love my wife. So I'm going to, let me look at my list again. I'm going to do, I'm going to solve, and I'm going to provide. Because that's my love language. That's how I hear love. And so when the time comes, I give her that box, and she opens it up, and it's like a $600 vacuum cleaner. That's $500 more than a person should have to spend on a vacuum cleaner. But I love her that much. I love her that much. I love her enough to get her the best vacuum cleaner. And she looks at me and she goes, You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be. Because you know what she wanted? She wanted roses that would wilt in a day, she wanted a meal at Red Lobster. She wanted a card. She wanted... Exp- now, I know, ladies, all of you are different. You, you can fill in the blank of what you wanted. And maybe, maybe you speak man, and so this doesn't apply to you, but you're in the minority. She wanted dispensable expressions of love to say, I don't care how much it costs. I'm going to show you that I love you. I'm going to express it in ways of waste and extravagance and <laughs> luxury. <laughs> and not only that, but I gave her the vacuum cleaner on, an Im, Im, uh, on a practical day, because her birthday falls on an impractical day, a day that's inconvenient. And so I gave it to her on a practical day, and that put the last nail in my coffin right there. <laughs> It's got to be on the day. It's got to be expressions of love and expression. All of these, all of these time and face to face and talking and communicating. It's got to be all of those things. And um, 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 and even though it only costs me one hundred and twenty-six dollars instead of six hundred and twenty-nine, that doesn't matter. It has to be those ways. And so. To show her love, I gotta switch on my translator. I gotta switch I can't be lazy, I gotta switch on my translator and I gotta I gotta do it right. See, one is practical, man language, and one is everything else. And ladies, which which lights you up? Practical or the other? The other. And men, snowplow story. Right? Listen, you're done. Listen to me. If you haven't thought of this, this isn't where this isn't where this is going to produce fruit. Where it's going to produce fruit is in the car on the way home. Might not produce fruit immediately. Might produce other things immediately. But, but as you begin to understand, find out, find out where you're missing the target. Because, um, ladies, listen. If you are giving your man the love that you understand without respect then you're going to hear something like quit being my mother now listen here's another tricky part you got to figure out how he can feel that respect and i'm not i'm not saying give him his slippers when he walks in and you know light his pipe by the by the overstuffed chair that's not what i'm talking about I'm talking about, does he think that you think he's awesome? Does he think that you think he can conquer? That you, that, that you think he can take care of you? Does he think that? And if you communicate, with, and, and men, not, oh boy. If you've ever been a man, and I, I was guilty of this because I was young and stupid for a long time, if you've been a man who said, I don't know what your problem is, why you don't know I love you, I provide everything, XYZ, Elemental P, that's not her language of love. Not that a wife should take it for granted and not that a man should abuse his wife, but to understand this man woman difference is elemental in bridging a gap and making connection for intimacy. Think about that. Challenge number 2. These are challenges in marriages bringing them together and weaving them tight. Not only are men and women different, but people are different in multiple variations. Psychologists do all kinds of graphing and testing and mapping to see all these elements of personalities and and differences. I'm not going to I'm not going to mess around with all of those, but There's a common teaching out there that a lot of people understand. It's called the five love languages. This is an elemental uh, 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 base to start with. The five love languages are acts of service, gifts, words of affirmation, quality time, and touch. These are categories of affection, categories of expressions of love that if you examine them, uh, you can find yourself on, a, on somewhere on the scale of those things speaking to you. If you're an acts of service person, you love it when your partner does things out of the blue for, for no reason other than just to bless you. Acts of service. Um, if, I, if I unload the dishwasher without my wife asking me or if she changes the oil in the car without me asking her. <laughs> that would scare me. That would blow my mind. Acts of service. Gifts. Gifts. It doesn't, it, it doesn't have to be an expensive gift or it can be an expensive gift, but you've got someone in your family that gifts just lights them up. It could be a, just a surprise gift, a gift for no reason, a gift on the exact right time, the exact right day. That's their language. All you have to do is make a little effort and spend a little money. Words of affirmation. Telling them what they mean to you, telling them how awesome they are, telling them things that build them up and that, that um, and, and, and this isn't a black hole thing. It's a thing where that's what feeds the love. That's what makes me feel loved. Quality time, where you don't, have to, you don't have to do anything special or do anything expensive or do anything out of the ordinary. This person just loves your attention and your time one-on-one or in a group where you're just focusing in on them. And then touch. Come on. Holding hands, arm around the waist, all of that. This is really fun. My grandson, Samuel here, we, we, um, we zeroed in on him. And he's one of those unique individuals. He's all five. He's all five. He'll receive love in any way you'll give it to him right? It's true. We tried to zero in on it. What's Sam's love language? Yeah, yeah, check, 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 check. Well, this should be easy then. He receives love in all those different ways. And if you fine-tune your communication skills by going beyond male-female interpretation and you add skills that are specific in, in love language ways, You can communicate love and build up that connection, build up the strength in your connection between each other. I'll give you an example. Again, I'll use Deb and myself as an example in love languages. Um, For for the first 10 years of our life, first 10 years of our marriage, not of our life, that would be really young, but the first 10 years of our marriage, um, she would do for me on my birthday what she wanted and I would do for her on her birthday what I wanted. So on my birthday, she would plan the day and wonder why I wasn't taking the day off work. And she would get me a present, and she would—she's really good at present giving. <clears throat> and she would organize and she would plan a restaurant for us to go out to eat in, and um, and maybe a party and all of those things. And I—wow, thanks oh, that's nice. I mean, she didn't get much affirmation from me about that because I didn't care about any of it. None of those things were things I wanted. And so that really wasn't where the problem was. (laughs) The problem was when it was going to be her birthday. And I would do it on the day most convenient, closest to the birthday. And I would get her what I thought she wanted. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, make plans for some big restaurant or some big this. And and after about 10 years of this, I think, wasn't it about 10 years, seven years, something like that, we finally had a conversation. And it's so funny in marriage. You think, no, we know each other and all of this. But it oftentimes isn't until you have that conversation until it comes to a head where we go, what are we doing? I'm doing for you what I want, and you're doing for me what you want we got to reverse this around. And so, so now I'm a little better, not great. And she's better not having to do as much for me and knowing that that's not really a deal breaker for me, but we learn in learning each other's languages. We're able to meet, meet each other's love needs and fill each other's love tanks. But you go a long time and Sometimes the frustration just builds and builds and builds when you're not hitting the target with each other. You need, to, you need to accept that both will make effort. You need to accept that both are well-intentioned. You know, that's a big deal right. in marriages. If, if, you th- if you aren't sure that your spouse is well-intentioned, you're going to read stuff into everything they do and everything they say. And you need to have that conversation and look each other in the eye and say, "You know, do, uh, you know, are your intentions good for me?" You know, I, they are, but it, we act like they aren't sometimes, because if you behave that way, then you both miss the mark. So that's challenge number two, fine-tuning and specifying those love languages. Number one, men and women are different. Number two, people are different. Number three, spiritual doesn't guarantee relational success now the reason I said spiritual is because I really mean religious but <clears throat> some people think that if you're spiritual then everything else will fall into place but there's an aspect of our lives where we have to take the Holy Spirit's direction and God's direction and the words direction and we have to put shoe leather to the direction that we get and just because its sent from above doesn't make it easy here on earth. Just because he tells me to love or to sacrifice or to be humble doesn't mean that that's going to be automatic. I had a friend once quite a while ago, nobody around here, nobody you would know. That guy could pray down heaven. That guy could pray over someone and they would get healed. He could believe God for financial things and it would happen. He was really powerful in those areas of the supernatural, those realms where we look at and where we deem that's really powerful. But I had several conversations with him because his marriage was a super big challenge to him. He had kids and he was married and he was powerful in all these spiritual ways. But one time he said to me, you know what? If just, if just my wife would learn to follow me and do what I tell her, we'd be all right. And I go, dude, you're missing it. Just because we know the Bible, just because, well, here, let me say it a different way. And let me say it from scripture. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm sounding brass. I'm a clanging symbol, <clears throat> Though I have the gift of prophecy and understanding, all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love doesn't envy, love doesn't parade itself, it's not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity but rejoices in the truth bears all things believes all things hopes all things endures all things that's love and knowing scripture and being spiritual and having faith doesn't eliminate that other whole category of living of sacrifice and patience and endurance, wives, <coughs> enduring some of the dumbness of your husband and husbands enduring some of the elements you don't understand about your wife. And letting God, see, here's where the, here's where the laboratory is. Here's, let's, let's make it really good. Here's where the petri dish of relationship resides. Is that within that space, within the space of your marriage, God is working his character, his personality, his love, and his purpose out in you. It's the hardest thing in the world. It's the hardest thing in the world. Because the price you pay gets you the greatest reward. And so it isn't just about the spiritual, it's about the practical, it's about putting it into application. True spirituality is just dead religion without sacrifice and humility and care. So you've got challenge number one, this love and respect picture. When you go home, talk about it with each other. Talk to each other about where and when you hit the target for each other that fills your love tank. These five love languages. Examine and discover the specific ways that that you most successfully communicate love. And finally, patiently, humbly, help each other understand how you are most successfully loved and commit to a lifetime of love to each other. This is where the rubber meets the road. This is where relationships are built. This is where you'll overcome. And you'll become you yourself, the believer, God wants you to be. Bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, right now, I just ask for your help. I ask for you to highlight in every mind, make a checklist in every mind, not of hurts and not of wrongs done, but of ways that rose up during this this time, this examination where, yeah, that's something that we need to talk about. Yeah, that's something that, that clearly explains and Father, I just pray for the marriages of the people in this room. I pray for young people who aren't married yet that they'll file all this away, that they'll observe it among their friends, that they'll practice loving and sacrificing and listening and translating the language. Father, I just thank you for the blessing you've poured out on us. You've given us a helper, the Holy Spirit the one who will help us not just to get through it, but to accomplish all things, to point things out. It's spiritual to have revelation and illumination of, of how you want us to change and how you want us to grow. I pray, Lord, that you'll do your work in each husband, and each wife, in each prospective husband, in each prospective wife, so that we can more glorify you and reflect your kingdom That takes decisions for unity. Decisions for connectivity. Decisions for love. I pray your blessing over the people in this room. That we may represent your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.